This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle Henderson. Did I scare you, Danielle? Spoo- it sounded spooky. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, have, I just want to say up top, I have a cold. I have the, I don't know what it is, actually. It's, I, I feel like I have the grip. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that from um, from uh, Catcher in the Rye? Yes. When what's his like? I guess his teacher or something, his principal has the grip, and I was like, "What the fuck is the grip?" Oh god, I love an old timey illness so much. Yeah, it's either the croup or the grip or the something or other. I don't know what it is. I think um, croup is just for babies. Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Would you doesn't mean you can't have it, but I think it's just for babies. It'd be amazing if you had croup in your mid forties. <laughs> the only middle aged woman to have croup next on Maury. <laughs> oh the god, that'd be so perfect for Jerry Springer. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, King. Um, I fucking like I've t- COVID tested, I swear to God, because I you know, I still haven't had COVID. Still haven't had COVID. That you know COVID. of, that you know of. That I know of. No, but I I tested because <laughs> this has been going on for over a week. Like it's been like nine days or something now. And I'm pretty sure it's allergies. I get this shit like once a year. But then like I tested just to be sure because it's like, oh, I definitely have COVID. Finally, it happened. No, I had tested. Today was the sixth time. And different tests, like the small boxes, the big boxes, you know, everything. And I'm. COVID free. I don't know. I think it's just. It could be. I think it could be allergies. My allergies are fucking killing me this year. Yes. Like my skin is all dry and flaky and my eyes are all red and gross. I look like a fucking bog monster. Let me tell you something. A couple weeks ago, I went to extreme Western New York State. Okay. For the first time. No, never been to that part of the world. And. It was definitely not near you. That's the Mm-mm. one thing that I figured out pretty quickly. I was like, oh, it's like an eight-hour drive to Daniel. Yeah. I don't even know where I am, to be <laughs> honest. All I knew is we flew into Cleveland, and then we were in Pennsylvania in like 15 minutes, and then New York. It was really strange. But it was so dry there that I was like, my lips were cracking, and... The only shit that I had with me in my bag was the stupid fucking Glossier, dumb, like, glitter birthday cake shit, which has zero (laughs) healing properties at all. It was just, it's literally just, like, ice cream lip lip balm or whatever. It's, like, not, tastes good. It's it's an updated lip smackers. Let's just call it what it is. absolutely 100%. And I was like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Why the fuck did I bring this stupid and practical lip shit for this extremely dry state? So I'm like, is it always really dry up there or like? Not always, but it has been lately. And it is. Yeah. Not, I'm like, you can see pollen floating in the air and it's just like, it is just not cool this year at all. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's like, oh, there's a super bloom of pollen. You In California, you get the super bloom of fucking beautiful flowers. We get the yeah. super bloom of pollen and dry air. It's gross. But I'm I'm with you, though. I have a very tight travel routine, which I was excited to put back into play as yeah. you know, I started taking trips again and um i i kind of i always do carry on i'm not a check bag person and my love it toiletry kit is just in one bag because you know i'm not a big makeup person whatever and i use these little jars called cadence those little cadence okay. jars and you can they're mag- con. oh they're i wish i wish there was only 500 of them they're like little magnetic cute little things and it's very easy to use and i can fill up my whole toiletry kit with like four of them or five of them. It's awesome. Ooh, but, these look cool. Yeah, see. They're, they're fucking rad. And I love If they want to send us products, <laughs> please do so. I would love to try these out. Or I'll anyway. just send you some because I think they're, everyone should have them. Unless I'm still waiting for that Spreckers. Okay. I know. I know. I got to... Well, I got it. Look, you know what happened is now that I'm not on sugar this summer... Yeah. One bottle of that cherry cola has three hundred percent the times of sh- the amount of sugar you should have in a day. I can't. I feel there like I can't go. do that to you. Like if I send it to you, I'm sending you a problem. Yeah. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. But I really don't think the onus is on you. I think it is the brands that need yeah. to be sending me free product. Anyway, I would love if every bonus episode was just now us trying to get free products. Our listeners Listen. would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Why else do a bonus if you can't try to squeeze these chumps? I'm kidding. I will chumps. T- <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the cadence cadence is awesome and it helps me because I bring nasal spray. I always am prepared yeah. for everything, particularly yeah. allergies. I've got my little travel pill case with my fucking Claritin and all that shit. Like I'm always re- I pack for the worst possibility first and then I'll put the glitter lip balm in if I have room. Listen, I truly, I mean, it's remarkable because I am not glitter lip balm types anymore. Like, I I mean, I think after 35, I was like, <laughs> I no longer do the cutesy-wootsy, like, you know, Tinkerbell makeup kind of stuff. I have to go full strength, like, old lady shit. Like, gotta go. <laughs> we talked about this, I think, maybe two years ago on a bonus episode where I'm like, no more glacé. I gotta go hardcore like Merle Norman or like a fucking you know <laughs> if your some makeup like brand is Merle then you are in some new territory <laughs> or like what's that there's like this famous old kind of face wash that like fucking Betty Davis used or something it's called Ernest Laszlo <laughs> and it looks it looks like some art deco shit that like uh, truly like 1940s actresses would use. And that's, that's what I got to get. I got to get old lady products. You need products. a tub of Pond's cold cream. Yeah. And some Ernest Laszlo. And you're set. Yeah. It's got to smell like medicine and not like birthday cake. That's what <laughs> I got to do. And so I was really ashamed of myself. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It didn't work. So I came home and my lips were completely cracked. And I think this is part of why. Like, I'm just like, the dryness really affects me now. So, you know. This is why you got to prepare. I 
put a fucking bug bite eraser in there, like all kinds of shit that I'm like, this is just preventative shit now. Like I don't travel yeah. with like, this will look cute on a night out. I'm like, this will help if my fucking heels crack or if I get a fucking blister. Yeah. It's like that new, um, have you seen the new Nicole Holoffen Center movie? You hurt Not my yet. feelings. Not yet. It's it. There's a part in it where her, the Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus's sister in the movie is like pulls out her purse and it's like gas X stool softener <laughs> Tom's you know and it's really funny because I was like oh god damn that's me <laughs> no more little cute purses not that's for right. us but you know what is for us all of these fucking cool emails we got oh man this is gonna be a good sode. Thank you so much for writing in. Um, as always, we have some great emails. We also got one unintentionally hilarious email that we're not going to read, but it was just very, the approach was funny because it was very um, like, hi, I listened to your podcast. And then it was like two paragraphs of insults about <laughs> how we talk and what we should do. And then it was like another whole paragraph of movies we should cover. And then it was a whole other two paragraphs of this is why I'm great at talking about movies, the writer, the person who wrote in. And then it was like another four paragraphs of a story from a movie theater. And I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. The, whoever wrote it, it must have, it had it backed up for like two years. All I know, of the like, stuff that they wanted to say. Did they have a draft that they were just adding to? I don't know. But <laughs> I think that, like, did we win them over over time? Because it started out with the insults and telling us how we were not funny and shouldn't talk at the beginning of the episodes and then went into just so... It just went in so many spiraling ways that it was unintentionally quite hilarious. Um, yes. Even the insult was funny because I'm like, I don't think they realize they're insulting us, but they well, are. <laughs> but thank thanks you for, for writing it. in. <laughs> I still don't know how you feel about us. And guess what? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> we got some great emails that we can read to you during this episode. And I'm going to start it out. This one, it makes me feel fucking fantastic. So go, go on. This is a very validating email. The yes. subject is flavored coffee PSA. It's bad for you. Hello. Listening to the episode where you both agree that flavored coffee is for serial killers, and I had to share this PSA. We were playing a round of uh, serial killer or self-care when we decided um, that Millie thought thinks that, and I agree, flavored coffee is for serial killers. I spent my summers between college semesters working at a coffee shop in OCNJ, I believe that's Ocean City, New Jersey, and let me tell you, part of my job there was flavoring the beans, which were then packaged and sold online. Every single flavor had a skull and crossbones on the bottle and a warning that it was toxic. I had an asthma attack every time the banana flavor was opened. It is sticky and toxic and awful and no one should drink it. That shit will kill Catherine. Ooh. I have never been so vindicated in my entire <laughs> life. And let me just tell you too. So that... When we did Serial Killer Self-Care, it was like, you know, normally this, I mean, this was a game that Danielle brought to the pod, and then, you know, I decided to take a stab at it. And so it was kind of getting into my brain to figure out, like, what I thought was a serial killer thing or what I thought was self-care. And, like, I have never gotten so many texts from people being like, <laughs> you called me out on that flavored coffee. 
And I was like, <laughs> like Scotty, Scotty from the movies that made us gay. He texted me and said, me and Pete buy flavored coffee. <laughs> He's like, you read us to filth. And I'm like, oh my God. And it wasn't just him. And it was also the other stuff in the game too. Like somebody, oh um, somebody sent me a message. I think it was, so I have to say, we have this listener named Rose Melberg. She's fantastic. She is one of, my favorite musicians of all time, and I'm not joking about Aww. that. I've loved her since I was in my late teens. She sent me a message that was like, I totally hear you on the pillows thing, but so many flavored coffee texts, and I was like, did I really like rub people the wrong way with that? Like, I think we both did, I- and that's bound to happen every time we play Serial Killer or Self-Care because we yeah. inevitably get comments that are like, well, I guess I'm only two out of three serial killer this week. And it's, people take it in good good stride. But yeah, we are basically calling people out on their shit when we do that game. Yeah. Well, look, here we go. Proof is in the flavored coffee. That skull, shit is toxic. Skull and crossbones, y'all. Skull and crossbones. Also, is it a serial killer move to drink banana flavored coffee at all? Absolutely. Who the even if it's you? not in the bean, even if it's added later, that is yes. gross. Banana and coffee. Uh, okay, listen. I know I will make one exception, and it is the banoffee pie, which if you've never had, is fucking delicious. Sure. But banana and coffee, just the two of those flavors, fucking cereal killer. Not in a drink, man. Not Why don't you just, drink. like, melt some runts in a glass of milk? Like, what is that? Ugh. Hot banana. Ugh. <laughs> Hot banana. This. What's a hot banana food? Do we know? Like banana split? I'm only thinking that's of like cold. dessert. That's ice cream. That's true. Like, it, wh- is there hot a dish banana. that includes a hot banana? Bananas foster? Oh, I guess it's on fire. But then it gets cold. <laughs> it's ice cream, right? <laughs> I guess that's on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. Uh, I'm looking on the New York Times cooking app, and I'm just putting yeah. in hot banana. Just put in hot it, banana, and also I don't we, think it's. We should call this episode "Hot Banana." I guess banana pancakes. Okay, that's the first thing that came up. Banana pancakes, but then there's like everything else is a dessert. Banana pudding, yeah. banana cream pie. All these things are cold. Yeah, mostly cold. Banana pancakes is the only hot banana dish on this. Anyway, and I'm not even I'm not even capping on a hot banana. I'm sure there's like some cultural dishes that I'm unaware of, like lumpia. Lumpia is great. Banana lumpia. Have you ever had that? It's fucking delicious. No, I'm Filipino. I've never even heard of that. Banana oh. lumpia. Oh, my God. There are definitely some culturally hot banana dishes that are delicious. But if you add coffee to that bitch, you're a fucking cereal killer. <laughs> yeah, I don't like a flavor coffee. And thank you, Catherine, for making that. An absolute. Just thank you for making that an absolute. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. it. Okay, here we go. This is another email from Emily. She, her pronouns, uh, the title of it is Hi and Thanks. Dearest esteemed dirtbags. I'm a day one listener with many favorite episodes, but this week's interview with Peter Frechette has rocketed to the top supplanting volcano movie hilarity and perhaps even your analysis of one of my all-time favorite movies, Sneakers. Every time you have mentioned Peter Frechette on the pod, it has given me the warm fuzzies because I have a small personal slash professional connection to him. 
I was blown away that he mentioned his time at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. I never dreamed he would bring it up in the interview since it must be such a small blip in his immense career. I worked at OSF at the same time that he was there. I was in a department that didn't interact with the actors quite as much, so I'm sure he would have never remembered me. But every interaction I had with him, I was struck by how kind and humble and genuine he was, especially for being such a big star coming to our little town. We've had a few big names at the festival. He's definitely one of the nicest I've met. It goes without saying that he was incredible in every show he did there, and it was a crime. The only musical he was cast in was as the narrator in Into the Woods, a part that doesn't sing much. I thought you would get a kick out of knowing that one year he was the Grand Marshal of our local pride parade and celebration and seeing Demucci on the back of a convertible with rainbow flags and feather boas driving down Main Street of this little hick town in Oregon is probably the greatest thing that has ever happened here, and I will die on that hill. Peter Fischette is truly a king among men. Thank you for brightening my day with this amazing interview, and I sincerely hope you have him back on the pod in the future. Emily. Oh, I could not agree more. Without having ever even attended that festival, Peter Fischette is the best. I mean, that was just an amazing interview, and I would have him on every week if we could. If he had the time, I would make the time. I know. And I actually, like, after the interview, I sent him a message, and I was like, uh, I want to buy you oysters at this, like, really nice oyster restaurant. And he was like, sure. And I'm like, I hope I follow up on that because um, I really want to do it. But why wouldn't you? I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. How, how many times have I ever eaten oysters with any person I was on a podcast with? Me! <laughs> you, but it's, you're my friend, Ding Dong. I'm talking about, like, you know, just being a guest. Just a guest. Just a guest. Yeah. I think it would be great. You both live in Atlanta. He's a dream come true of a person, just an yes. absolute darling, and he'd be so much fun to hang out with and talk to. And I just, it is not surprising to me at all, Emily, that you also had a similar reaction and interaction with him because I feel like he is just a genuine, kind, amazing person. Yeah, I I was so happy that he was game for talking about it because, you know, He's and I love the idea that he's like, oh, I get tons of DMs. I'm like, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> he's like, that is just part of my life. Is I get inappropriate DMs every day of my life. <laughs> oh my god! It's like there, there, there was this one like I was I'm friends with him on Instagram and I there was this one time that he posted these he posts a lot of like old pictures you know from his early days as being an actor. And there was this one picture of him. He was probably like in his early 20s and he had one of these like fair aisle sweaters on and he looked like he was in like OMD or something. He looked like he was in a synth pop band. And I was like, I love him. I, at that moment, I was like, should I send him a DM? That's creepy, but he was so cute. He was so cute. He's still cute. Like, this him. explains This explains why you're getting those DMs. Well, yeah. I think we're going to pass this along to him. He is a listener, so he might have even just heard us speaking on this bonus. But no matter what, we'll make sure he gets this message because it's so sweet. And thank you again, Emily, uh, for writing in. Yeah, man. Are right, you ready for another you? one? Yeah. All right. So the subject of the next email is Devil's Night in Detroit. Hello, Millie and Danielle. I am listening now to the episode, I Still Have the Cassette, and I felt I had to email you about Devil's Night in Detroit. I grew up in a small rural town in the metro Detroit area in the 80s and 90s, and Devil's Night in Detroit was a three-day fire and vandalism free-for-all every year. 
I remember the news stories about curfews and fines for being out after dark during the three days leading up to Halloween, the follow-up news stories on all the fires and property damage. I remember when Mayor Archer started Angels Night, getting citizens to patrol and try to stop fires and damage, the outright plea to stop hurting the place where you live. I'm sure the news stories were sensationalized, and once the national media picks up on it, it was just another scary reason to stay away from Detroit. But it was a serious problem until the Detroit community got sick of it and fought back. All this to say, hard to believe as it may be, 143 fires on Devil's Night in 1994 was possible. Love the pod, love your friendship, love you opening my small town eyes to movies that never made it to our one-screen theater, love learning from people who love to learn. Thank you for all that you do, Nora. Oh my goodness. Nora, you're blowing my mind. There's so much here. First of all, I've never been to Detroit. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Detroit's cool. It's a very cool city. And it gets a bad rap from fucking chumps. Yeah. I know. And like, that's the thing is that like, I, 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 Atlanta had a bad rap for a very long time, you know, and now everyone from LA is moving here. So things, things shift, but it's that thing of like, I, there's something to be said for a mayor who's basically like, let's create an opposite thing where we can have angel light. And I was like, wow. That That is so sweet. That is a a big, I mean, like, that is optimism to a degree that I've never seen. But can you just just appreciate the people of Detroit just going about their fucking lives— And then it's Halloween, and for three days leading up to Halloween, because in my neck of the woods when I was growing up, we had one night where we could cause a little bit of mischief, and it was like toilet paper and eggs kind of mischief, not setting fire to buildings kind of mischief. Just appreciate the fact that you're just like, I'm going to go home and maybe stop by the grocery store, and then you fucking pull up, and because it's two days before Halloween, the whole street's on fire. Like, damn. I got to be honest, I... Never participated in a devil's night. Like, anytime I rolled a house, it was, like, just random. Like, a random day. It was not, it was not like, the mischief was just not, it was, like, year-round. It wasn't, there was no, you know, it was in the summer, obviously, because of school. But I right. also, I, I didn't, I spread it out. I didn't say, hey, can't wait until the night before Halloween to, like, really enact all my fucking carnage. I, I was like, just do it in June. I felt like that was a recipe for getting caught because the police were yes. on you. Like, everyone was waiting for you. And my brother yes. always got caught. Like, he and his friends would be out there like crazy people. And I'm like, why don't we just do something weird, like put red food coloring in the town fountain on a Monday in September? No one's looking for us. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I rolled a, I rolled a couple houses. Rolled. That shit was fun. <laughs> is, that, is that what you call it up there? Rolled? That's some Southern shit, I think. We just say TP. Rolled makes it sound like you fucking went up and killed people in the house. <laughs> you call it TP up yeah. there? Yeah, we TP because we literally put to- toilet paper in the trees. What, K- Casey, are you around? What do you call it up there? Do you call it TP? Like throwing toilet paper over trees and yeah, stuff? Like, what do you call that act? What do you, What is that act to you? Minneapolis style. Oh man, I guess teeping. Yeah. What the fuck? See, I, like Atlanta always takes it to a murder place. You know, like we rolled that fucking house, and I'm like, damn. That's that like, hardcore. Roll. Toilet paper roll. <laughs> roll. Rolled. 
I can't with rolled. I just it truly just sounds like so hardcore. I'm impressed. Yeah. Atlanta's very hardcore. You Atlians you know how to fucking I just, party. Yeah. I think also we throw divinity at people. No, I'm kidding. That never happened. I still don't know what divinity is. I haven't looked it up. I still have no clue what fucking divinity is. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, like, I, I want to say that there was, like, this list I saw one time on Twitter that was, like, the southern-isms of things. Like, everybody else in the country calls it something else, and then th- people in the South call it something totally different. <laughs> like, and I can't remember what it was. Like, so I guess the, the point is, is that Detroit sounds cool, and I want to visit. Honestly. I know. Detroit is and truly the best. And that you were right. The crow thing, the 143 fires thing, according to Nora, you're actually accurate with that joke. <laughs> I know. It is wild. I just I just think Detroit is the coolest. It's a very incredible, incredible city for art and artists and just like real great people. And I just, I love it there. I'm glad they came together as a community that Angels Night wasn't enough, but the community came together and was like, stop burning our fucking shit. Yes. <laughs> but Angels also, Night, come on, spread the word, Angels Night. But now I'm going to look up how that happened. Like, was it over the course of a couple of years? Was I want to know what the community action was that got people to stop burning everything down. We got one more. Oh, do we? This one, the last one, right? No, yes, the last one. Holy shit. Well, I definitely know who wrote this one. Do you want to read it first and then tell us what's up? Uh huh. This is written by uh, somebody named Will. <laughs> and the title of it is Basic Grandma Instinct Theater Story. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Will. He, him, and it's okay to use my first name. I'm a friend of Millie's and the original sexy, naked, living in midair guy trademark. Anyway, my movie theater story is, I went to see Basic Instinct as a 14-year-old boy in the theater with my best friend, also a 14-year-old boy, and my best friend's mother and his grandmother. Uh, I remember knowing ahead of time that it was a sexy sort of movie, but I am certain none of us knew the intensity of the sexy content we were in for. Again, me and my friend were... Children, also 100% country come to town bumpkins. Like, we had to drive 45 minutes to get to this theater. We sat in uninterrupted, embarrassed silence throughout the entire movie. Then when the movie ended, in a moment of quiet, as we were getting up to leave, my friend's grandmother said loudly enough for every person there to hear, Woo, I could sit through that again. My friend and I were too mortified to laugh, but his mother lost it. Love you guys and appreciate what you do so much, Will. Whale. Now, I want you to to tell people who Will is because he says he's a friend of yours, but I also need you to explain how he's the original. Is he the original sexy naked living in midair guy? Yes, he is. I want that story. Will, you should have included that story. Yes. So when I talked about that episode, we were talking about Shane, right? The um, Michael Fassbender movie. And when long, long, long time ago, when Will and I first kind of met in Atlanta, he and his partner lived in this high-rise in downtown Atlanta, okay? (laughs) And he was, at that time, the only person I knew that lived in a building like that, you know, like lived in a a giant tower, like 17 
25 floors type thing. Right. And it was an incredible apartment. It was so nice. In that way that I was like, you know how you have friends that have like nice shit and you're like, oh man, I'm like not a grown up. Uh, They have nice furniture. Or they're secretly rich. That's how I found out a lot of my friends were secretly rich. I'm like, oh, you have an actual couch that you didn't just pluck off the the fucking driveway at the end of someone's house with like fleas in it. Like you have an actual couch that you went to the store and bought. I did not know you were secretly rich when we were 20. Well, Will's a damn lawyer, so he's a professional (laughs) dude. And he had nice stuff. But the one thing, you know, I went over there, he was having a party, and the first thing I thought of was, I was like, there's no blinds on these windows. And they lived up top. They lived in, you know, like 13th, 14th floor. Don't kill me for getting that wrong, Will. But I was like, damn. Like, there are no cover <laughs> window covers. Like, what do you do? You just, like, live live up here and walk around naked and I guess nobody's looking in the window because you're up so high? Like, that's some confidence that I have never had. I've never been able to do that, to live no. without window covers. And there were no other, like, tall buildings nearby where people could look in. I mean, I guess there were, though. It wasn't like, it was, you know, like a downtown area. Like, there's different heights of different buildings. But, you know, I was like, wow, this is like a a, a way of life that I have no <laughs> idea about. Um, and I was really impressed. So that's why I brought that up during that episode. But yeah, that was his place. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And if he was having, like, Michael Fassbender fuck parties up there, I guess it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, But the other thing about Will that I need to call him out for. (laughs) If you're a friend who emails us, we're going to read you for filth. Oh, yes. That is the terms and conditions of our friendship is that if you write into my podcast, I'm going to tell tales. Will... I've like I've known him for decades at this point. He frequently texts me to tell me how amazing Daniel is. <laughs> Which I love. Like he'll he'll always be like, oh my God, I love it when Danielle said this. Oh my God, I love it when Danielle laughs. Oh, I love it when Danielle she like has such a cool vibe. Oh, Danielle was so funny. And I was like, Oh. What about me? And I ain't funny. Like, I'm not actually mad about that. I'm joking mad about that. I'm actually thrilled that my friends love you so much. To the point where they are sending me texts every week telling me how much they love you. (laughs) That does not happen every week. That is hilarious. I'm actually fucking serious. Like, if I went back in the text train, I'd be like, that was from a week ago. That was from 14 days ago. That was from 26 days ago. Like, and he's not ashamed. And he shouldn't be. I fucking love friends meeting friends is what it's about. And I think that is very sweet. But I also think it's very funny that you're like, oh, I can't even just give you her contact information because she's a fucking recluse. (laughs) Like she's a fucking hermit. Cut me out. I'm the the middle woman, apparently. (laughs) You're like, I don't want to be this motherfucker's PA. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just funny. It, it, It cracks me up every time because I'm just so happy. I'm ultimately, again, like, I'm happy to be doing this podcast with you. I love how everybody thinks you're fucking brilliant and is always telling me that. And it makes me feel good. There's no competition, obviously. Like, no. When you win, I win. So Same. And look, my friends do it, too. We're in a, We're currently in a, a group chat about uh, Vander, the Vanderpump universe. 
And every single person in that chat was like, oh, my God, are you really going to add Millie? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. My friend, ja- my friend Jen, who's probably listening to this right now, Jabs, what's up? Um, what's up literally after every single episode, sends me a voicemail text about our show. And constantly comments on like, and then Millie said this, and this is awesome. Our friends, our friends are fans of each other. I think it's great. No, I love that she was like calling us out for that like Vanderpump FMK thing. She's like, what about James Kennedy? And I'm like, we didn't write the email. We just responded to the email. (laughs) Exactly. We didn't write it. And I would kill him too. I would kill all of them. I would still kill all of them. But As much as I love James, I'd have to kill James. There's no way I could ever do anything else. Well, I went back and started rewatching the whole show. Me too. And I take back everything nice I've ever said about Jax or James. I'm glad that James has seemed to have morphed into a decent person this season. But he was a fucking nightmare scenario for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, like, I I really do want to start a Vanderpump side podcast. Because <laughs> the fans have made it known that they're not interested in us talking about it. So... <laughs> I'm defying them by bringing it all up. Well, but. as as per usual, we're just going to do whatever we fucking want on our own podcast. So true, true, <laughs> true. Uh huh. I mean, we don't we don't like criticism. No, I'm kidding. No, but we can't we can't please anyone. We cannot please anyone. So why are why, why would we even try? There are so many people that are like, we hate when when you do the intro. We love when you do the intro. We hate when you do this. We love every time we get someone say they hate something. Another person says they love it. So what the fuck? Yeah. They hate when you try to do an Irish accent. They love when <laughs> They you... hate how ignorant I am about the sexiest people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and they hate being reduced to the sexiest people on the planet. <laughs> I know. Ironically, it's like my bad, my bad attempts at trying to get closer to the Irish people just means I, I just love them so much. I want to be them so much. <laughs> I feel like we're gathering information right now for possible tour dates. And um, I'm very happy to see that there are some people who do want us to come to Dublin. Now, whether it's not whether or not it's to stone us immediately after we step off the plane remains to be seen. But <laughs> people want us to come there, and I'm down. I will go to Dublin and learn every goddamn thing there is to learn about the sexiest people on the planet. Oh yeah, I'm. Listen, I I am excited about the possibility of maybe doing a tour. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time that we left the the comforts of our homes and like, you know, mm-hmm. did some stuff, see the people, hear some stories. I know, and I'm, know? it's it's so exciting to also see where all the listeners are and kind of. I don't know, just start to really appreciate that there's like so many people in certain cities that are listening and that they could be friends too, or they could get together. But I'm excited. Like you guys live in some very, very wild and varied places and and we got the time. So we'll probably eventually come to see all of you. Don't sweat it. That would be amazing. Well, but listen, please keep the emails coming. We love hearing from you. Uh, well, we say this before. We've said this before. We'll say it again. The shorter, the better, just for reading on error purposes. Please keep sending them to us. Uh, we are at I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on our social media at I saw pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we have merch. Go to the I saw what you did section of the Exactly Right Shop to find it. I'm psyched because we have some new merch coming up soon, too. 
I hope so. We really do. And we have bonus episodes coming out all the time. So our old episodes are, I guess it's like every two weeks, sometimes every week, you'll see an old bonus episode pop up on your feed. Uh, And our new bonus episodes come out on the third Thursday of every month, just like this one. Um, I will say that we get a lot of people who have never listened to the bonus episodes before who are now answering questions that we asked two years ago. Include the question because we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know. Like if we if we ask you for a certain thing two years ago, just remind us of what that thing is because I promise we haven't listened to that. As soon as we those words were out of our mouths, we forgot what we were saying. So I know. That's it. And there is is going back. Like, it is going back into the archives, so. And dementia, dementia runs in my family, so I get some emails and I'm like, am I going crazy? Am I, is this the <sighs> moment that, is this the moment of touchdown? Because I don't know what they're talking about. I feel like I should, and they're acting like I should. So what's happening? Yeah. Well, Danielle, it's always a fucking pleasure doing this podcast with you. Yeah, the best. See you later. Goodbye. been an exactly right production produced by casey o'brien mixed by edson Choi. our theme song is by tom Bryfogel. artwork by garrett ross our executive producers are georgia hardstart karen kilgariff and daniel kramer you can follow us on instagram and twitter at i pod and you can email us at i saw what you did pod at gmail Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.